on? What's, what's the good, deal? What's the deal? What's the deal? What's the deal? Yes, sir. You 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 clear as a uh, clear as a, a whistle. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I had to come to the car, man. My four year old, he'd be all over the place, so I had to come outside, man. It'd be like that. Yeah, we got we got two nephews, four and five. They yeah yeah man. So they make they make a lot of noise. All right, man. Well, this is um episode twenty five, Shaw vs. Everybody podcast. We got throne music, K Fire. Together they form from the throne, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bad, 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 man. Now, we usually, um, matter of fact, is everything good as far as, like, family and stuff going through this whole virus and pandemic? Yeah, as far as, far as we know, uh, I think, I think, um, it was a relative on my wife's side, um, my grandmother-in-law. Okay. She, uh, she did get it, but she's been recovering. Oh, man. And then, uh, my, and then my cousin, my cousin, she had it, but she, you know, that's she was able to uh, recover from it as well. That's what's up, man. I had I haven't had anybody touch home that I know of that had it, but I did have a a, um, a childhood friend that went through it, but he, he he got through it, so he's all good right now. Okay, definitely no. glad, definitely glad to hear that, bro. So, man, speaking of this, man, we usually start off the show with a salute me while I'm here, man. A lot of times we wait for somebody to pass away to be like, you know, what I'm saying we love that person, we miss that person, instead of giving them their flowers while they can smell them. So. We don't go with the norm, like husband, wife, mom, dad, brother, and sister. Try to think outside the box with, like, a, a friend or somebody that wouldn't expect the shout-out. Do you guys have anybody in mind? Somebody, just somebody randomly to shout-out? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, um, when you say that, you automatically think about your wife, your, your, your husband, your mom, you know what I'm saying? So just somebody somebody who wouldn't expect the shout-out. Um, I mean, the first, the first individual that comes to mind mm-hmm. – um, it, it would have to be my pastor, man, okay. because, uh, yeah, because, because he's like, a um, he, he's truly like, a, a, a another father to me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like him, him and my biological dad got the same birthday. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I really look, he's, he's like a spirit. He's, he's my spiritual father. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I put it that way. And, um, so I, I mean that that's, yeah, I got to give a shout out to him, man. Cause he's, you know, he, you know, I've known him for uh, about six years now, man. And uh, man, I, I I've just learned I've learned a lot from him, man. Cool, so, cool. That's what's up. Yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna give a salute to. What about what about you, K Fire? Um, I'm gonna give a shout out to our manager. What's the irony, okay. Mister? Ron Lee, though he's not in here, sometimes he check in, you know, so he may uh, check in. Yeah. But uh, definitely got to give a shout out to him, man. He's been grinding, really helping us to even, you know, get to the level we at right now mm-hmm. and continue to help us move forward. So, man, we love and appreciate that, brother. Cool, cool, cool. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I like to throw out because I remember um, I came up with the concept after the Kobe Bryant death and what was the DJ, Slick B from Detroit? Once, mm-hmm. once that happens, like, yeah. like a lot of times we wait until it's too late to thank people, to love people, instead of, you know, doing it while they can hear it, you know, and see. So I, I want yeah. to start every show off with just some positive, a, a, a salute to, you know, to somebody. I like I like that, man. I like that. Nobody's nobody's really doing that like that. So I, yeah. I appreciate I appreciate you for doing that, man. And Dan, I definitely, definitely just want to thank you, bro, for uh, having us on your platform. Yeah, man. You know, I, uh, you night, know. man, I would just... I do. I normally do. I go checking out like artists and different people, and I 
came across K Fire Page. I'm like, man, these, these two people can spit. Like, they dope for real. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. Yeah, Appreciate it. Thank positive you. Things, so I really was, you know what I'm saying, feeling y'all music for real. But, Thank you. Man, 100. I'm, I'm humbled by that, bro. I definitely appreciate it. Oh, no problem. But before we uh, get into the whole music thing and stuff, um, just tell me about growing up for each one of y'all, like East Side, West Side, Mom, Dad. Like, how was it growing up for you guys? Uh, you you want to go? <laughs> uh, all right. So I, I grew up. I grew up on the East Side. Um, I um I grew up like around the like the 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 Quinder and uh the Quinder and Six Mile area. Oh yeah. Um, yeah I know that. And, uh, you know, man. Um, you know, my uh, my mom, she did most of the most of the raising. My pops was in and out of prison. Okay. Um, you know, thank now, thank God to this day, my my pops is uh, my pops is twelve years clean. Okay. Yeah, he about, he about twelve years clean now. You know, he used to, you know, he used to dabble with drugs and stuff. And um, you know, like I said, he was in and out of prison. Like he'd be out of prison for a couple months, mm. then he'd go back. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That was and that was our childhood. You know what I'm saying? He didn't get clean. I'm twenty. I'm twenty nine now. Okay. He didn't get clean till I was about. He probably didn't get clean till I was about like eighteen. All right. Maybe about like seventeen and eighteen. But like all all through childhood, um, I had a stepdad. You know what I'm saying? And actually, I, I still I still have my stepdad. Yeah. You know, he he was around. Okay. He was around when I was growing up, and um. Man, he's a, I actually got to give a shout out to my stepdad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he's he he was a pivotal individual in me getting into music. Oh, really? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like he he heard he heard me rapping he heard me rapping in my bedroom one day when I was about probably like nine years old. Yeah. And uh, and he was like, "Hey, I heard you rapping, man. I'm taking you to the studio yeah. tomorrow." <laughs> and he did it. Yeah. He did it, bro. He took me he took me to the studio. I was you know That's and cool. and um. The rest was history from there. Um, That's dope. So, yeah, man, I was a, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I was, I was a type. I was to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, in, as far as school, I was to myself. I wasn't really, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't a lame, and I wasn't popular. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I, so I, I was yeah. like slap dab. Same with me. Same with me. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a slap dab in the middle. You know, and um, now you say you grew. I, I mean, I was. In a, you say what now? Hey, my bad. My bad. Oh, you good, bro? No, but yeah, man. Um, you grew up on the East Side. What school did you go to? I went to uh, so my first school I went to was called Mason Elementary. That's that that didn't close down now. Yeah. Um, uh, then I went to a school called George Washington Carver Academy. And that's right around the corner. Uh, well, he might move from where he was at when you went there. It's uh, it's on Second Avenue. It's a, it's in Highland Park. Okay, yeah, yeah. See, it's in eight mile. It's on eight mile now. Eight mile and like Bird Road. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I guess I guess they got another one then. Yeah, yeah, because it's on um, school now. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, man. So I went there, and then I went to uh, I went to a university high school, and then I went to Wayne. I went to Wayne State for a couple years. Okay. Um, you know, and that's where when I went to Wayne State, that's where it was like the fork in the road, where it was like I had to decide what I was gonna do with my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to, uh, you know. By eight, by eighteen, I knew I wanted to do music. You know what I'm saying? I was in my first year of college, but I didn't know exactly how to do the music. I didn't know what I wanted to do with the gift. Yeah. You know, and um, and so, um, I ended up, I ended up not completing, you know, Wayne State. I, I mean, I went there for about five years, mm -hmm. and um, it just didn't work out for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I would, I wasn't trying to be no statistic, yeah. but it just happened that way. Where it's like, 
You know, I didn't graduate there, but when I, when I, because I ended up getting, I ended up losing my job from them and I got suspended from the university. Okay. You know, from, you know, some stuff that happened. And when that happened, bro, yeah. I opened my own recording studio. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and, and it just, and that, and that's the, that, the rest is history, man. So that's, I mean, I could be here all day yeah. about my, <laughs> my upbringing. Yeah. So I'm going to just kind of keep it short and sweet. I'm going to let the wife, I'm going to let the wife, uh, I'm going to let her talk. I'm going to pass the mic over to her. We got a literal mic. All right, bet, bet, bet. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so for me, I actually reside on the west side of Detroit. She's actually talking to me. <laughs> yes, I am. I actually don't use my I reside on the west side of Detroit. Pretty much that's all I knew. Was, I know he was east side. Yeah. All I knew was the west side. Um, the longest place we was at was like Finkel and Evergreen okay. uh, area. And actually, my my mom uh, was a Detroit public school teacher. Okay. And um, this actually inspired my parents. Well, I don't say inspired them, but it led my parents because uh, my parents was together. I did grow up with both my parents in the household. Okay. And um, they was like, it was so much going on at that time with Detroit public school mm-hmm. and just Detroit in general. Um, I mean, we was, at the time, we was the street, we were saying on everything, like literally drug dealers right next door to us, like, it was just a lot of stuff going on, yeah. and uh, they decided it would be better for us to, to go to the suburbs. Yeah. Well, they thought it yeah, would yeah. be better for us. Uh, now, that's a whole nother conversation. I, I know about that. My, that, that, that happened with me. I tried to go to the suburb, and then I'm like, that junk just, it messed me up. Cause I, I never seen any white people in my life. I didn't know how to adjust, mm-hmm. so it, it messed me up a whole lot. Yeah, yeah it, it really kind of jacked up our, me and my sister, I have one sister, uh, shout out to Kyra. Um, she, me and her both kind of had like, it affected our self-esteem, uh, because when you are not embraced by people, not as not only not being embraced, but when you are constantly told that you're something you're not, yeah. they were trying to like that, that line that Kanye talked about, they're trying to put him in the slow classes. Yeah. That was a real thing. Like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. during that time, it was a wave of people, black people moving from the city going to the suburbs yeah. and going to these, sub, uh, these schools or whatever that are supposed to be like the top end schools, and they look at us like, no, they like, like you, we were just stupid. Yeah. But that was a, that was an experience in itself. Later on, uh, once I went to college, I ended up, I love basketball. So that was the thing that kept me like okay. motivated. I was before even doing music. Yeah. You, so, you and me both, um, I love basically, yeah, that was my first love. Like that's I, I could have sworn I was gonna be a WNBA. Like that was like literally my my goal, like my go to thing. Yeah. And that's actually how I got paid fired. That's how the name came about and it just stuck with me. Okay. Uh with music and rapping. But basically, uh when I went off to college, I went to Henry Ford Community College. Okay. And so at that point, um, after I went to Henry Ford, I went to Wayne State. I played actually. I played uh, JUCO, so I played at Henry Ford for a couple of years. You that got was a little game then. Um, <laughs> you said what? So you got a little game then, huh? A little, a little bit. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> so basically, um, after that, I went to Wayne State. I moved back to the city, um, and I've been in the city ever since. That was like 2000, and I want to say, hey, what was it? Probably 2004, 2015-ish okay. is when I started living back, coming back to Detroit. Okay. And uh, living in Detroit. Yeah. And so, now we actually reside, like, not too far from Wayne State. We stay in the Midtown area, like, Rosa Parks area. So. Oh, okay, cool, cool, um, cool. So, yeah, that, 
That's what that is. Oh, that's my producer. Yeah, he went to Wayne State too. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Wayne State. Wayne man. State Warriors. I didn't yeah. graduate from there either. Yeah, yeah. But it was a dope experience. Yeah. I think I wrote a lot of my best music when I was at Wayne State. So okay. speaking of um speaking of music, like a lot of times we don't grow up listening to music that we want to listen to. We listen to music that our parents are listening to. So who were some of them artists mm. that you you know saying moms and stuff? It was playing like in the morning, cooking and stuff like that. Who was those people y'all grew up hearing through them? Man, okay. Um, I mean, and I I actually like these artists to this day though. Yeah. You know, my mama she 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 was a Donnell Jones fan, uh, Adina Howard, um, Monica Brandy, uh, LL Cool J. Um, man, who else did she grow up listening to? Chico DeBarge. Um. A lot, you know, a lot of people, man. She, um, ah, man, uh, life, life Jennings. Life Jennings yeah, she, she was listening to Life Jennings. Yeah, he was yeah. I mean, she, she, she got my mama got good taste. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I, I, I'm thankful that she did play those songs because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, I think, I think, it helps me. It helps me as a creator to this day. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of an old soul mixed with a new soul. So it's like I like. I like some of the new school music and I like some of the older music. I like to kind of mesh the two together. So I, I appreciate, I appreciate her taste in music. I mean, I can't think of nothing I didn't like. Yeah. I mean, I, I pretty much enjoy it at the time. I don't think I, I mean, I wasn't really a big Adina Howard fan, but everything else that she played, you know, I, I was pretty much cool with. Yeah. 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 Cause me growing up, man, like my dad played all type of music. Like, my dad was a little older than my mom, so we'd be in the house listening to Temptations, the Four Tops. Then it'd be U2, Steam, Beastie Boys. It'd be all oh, over the wow. place. Like, it was all- oh, wow. I started listening to rap. My, my dad didn't listen to rap. The only rapper he really listened to was, was Tupac. But I didn't start listening to rap until I got, I believe, like on a consistent basis until I was a teenager. Wow. I had to go back and, and listen to old reasonable doubt, old biggie. Like I had to go back and do my, my research. Yeah. What about what about you, K Yeah, I, I can relate to that. I was gonna say I can relate to that. Um yeah. my parents, like, I pretty much actually like I grew up listening to they was playing Earth Wind and Fire. Yeah. They was playing like the spinners. They was playing Gladys Night. Like um, you know, and you know, I appreciate it now. I'm like that's still that's powerful music and good music, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. but it was not hip hop. You know, they didn't play hip hop. Nope. You know, uh, actually, I couldn't listen to any hip hop. I couldn't listen to no music with cussing in it. Yeah. You know, like, um, so well, in my little, you know, cause I was born in '92, okay. so I was able to listen to Bow Wow because you know he was. Yeah. <laughs> it was like okay, this is safe to listen to at that time, yeah. and so I did. You know, listen to him. Um, and I had to, but I had to go back just like you yeah. and like listening to Tupac. I had to. Listen, uh, Lauren Hill, my kind of on my own TLC. My babysitter actually introduced me to TLC. Okay. She was playing that. Yeah. I was real young, so I did hear that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's really what it was to be though. Like Spinner, Gladys Knight, it was playing like a lot of just like, the old old school. So yo yo real so yo real because I was gonna ask that was gonna be my next question. Like, who was the who was that rapper that like or that first person you listen to on your own? Like, man, this I gotta go back. Like this junk is dope. Like for you, I guess it's Bow Wow, huh? <laughs> I mean, uh, don't knock to Bow Wow. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give him this. Bow Wow got some hits. I'll man. give him this. 
he made me want to rap. He did make me want to rap when I was real young. Like, I remember I used to call myself Little K yeah. simply because of Little Bow Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so who was that, like, yeah. that rapper or that or that album or maybe that, that time of music that made you fall in love with rap? Mm, uh, I'll let you go first. Um, I mean, now, my, my, my story was different. I mean, my mom, she didn't like the kind of music I picked, but I would, like, I used to cry and cry and cry. Yeah. Like she would let me like get the music. I grew up on hot the hot boys, man. So like, yeah, yeah. So like juvenile, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I think the first song I heard from him was "You Got Your Money in a Sock, huh? Oh, you know, man, coming to bird, huh? You know what I'm saying? Like that song, like I don't know, it was just something. The song was so funny to me, you know what I'm saying? But but it was catchy at the same time, and um, I just you know, so I became a, a huge like hot boys fan. I would I would follow all of their music. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, snap, that new BG came out. Oh, that Turk, that Turk about to come out. Man. Oh, snap, Wayne about to come out. You know what I'm saying? Like, funny. I was I was on it. That's funny you say that, because when my mom and my stepbrother uh, dad got married, he was, like, just clowning me for everything I was listening to. So once he mm. came on Juvenile 400 Degrees, it just changed everything, everything. That was that was the first juvenile album yeah. I heard. My step my stepdad put me on that. And then I, yeah, I, and that and that was I listened to all the Hot Boys albums, the Big Timers. BG had a thousand albums yep. to listen to. So it was it was yeah. it was Cash Money was that I grew up on them man like for real for real. Yeah yeah, them them was my them was my guys man like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. What about you, K Fire? Who you uh, grew up like? What made you fall in love with hip hop? Listening to somebody specifically. Man, it was. Okay, so TLC and Tupac, like, was big for me. Like, I'm going to say Tupac was, like, the, the first rapper where I was, like, really, like, going. I was looking up his music. Yeah. I was downloading all that. I was listening back to his projects and everything because I loved the storytelling element oh, that he brought, like, to hip-hop. It was something, like, it just captivated me. Like, I was like, man, this is amazing. I love. I felt like, you know, he related. You know, he had so many sides to him. You know what I'm saying? It was dope, too. But... But yeah, Tupac was that uh, was the first one like to kind of lead it off. Mm. But then like I kind it's weird because I kind of gravitated more towards R and B as I got older. Even in my teenage years, I was more I wasn't really listening to a lot of hip hop unless it was on the radio. Yeah. And so when Kanye came out, okay, that was the first time I had officially really became a heavy like fan of somebody present. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Kanye West was the first artist that. And then after that, J. Cole and uh, oh I was here. So I was all in. I was all in once uh, Kanye and J. Cole hit the scene. It was a wrap. My fiance, my first concert I ever been to was J. Cole. She took me to a J. Cole concert. Uh, me too. Yeah. That was my first concert. Yeah. Go ahead. So J. J. Cole, that's my favorite rapper in present in present day right now, J. Cole. Right behind him is yeah. He he my top he my top five. Yeah yeah he dope he dope. So like I know um I know Throne. You said that you you know what I'm saying was rapping in your room at nine. So I guess I'm taking that's like when you really start you know what I'm saying wanting to rap and as far as like taking it I ain't gonna say serious because you're nine years old. But when you wanted to have that was a dream. Yeah, it was like that's when the fire got lit under me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, like from that moment it was like, you know I was a little off and on with it mm -hmm. like. You know, I would probably not not rap one year, and then I'd pick it back up. But then by the time I was eighteen yeah. and I was in college, yeah. you know, like, cause I make I make beats too. So you know, I was so I was uh at that same studio he took me to. Mm -hmm. 
the engineer made me, he had me make my own beat. This was maybe about two two years ago into that studio. Yeah. He had me sit down and make my own beat to one of my songs. Okay. And I was like, man, I kind of like that, John. That, like I was, <laughs> like I, I enjoyed that, and I was, and it made me, it made me want to keep making beats. Yeah. So, you know, so like when I got to college, um, making beats kind of took the forefront. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of, I didn't really give up that much attention to rapping like that. I still did it. Yeah. But making making beats was like. That was like the that was my first love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so um so yeah, like yeah, nine yeah, nine, you could say that's when it kinda I kind that I kinda got that push and then eighteen is when I was like, All right, ain't no more ain't no more like back and forth uh, pause straddling the fence with yeah. you know, no straddling the fence with it. I'm a I'ma do this for real. Okay. Okay. What about you, K Fire? When when at what age were you like, this is something I wanna do, it's gonna be a passion of mine. I was passionate about rap when I was nine years old, like, but I was doing more so poetry and it was, I wasn't consistent with it. So I would like do poetry when I was going through something like when I was real young, like third grade, I remember one of my teachers was like telling my mom, like she have a gift, you know what I'm saying? She can really, you know, really do, she can write, she can tell stories. I used to write stories and I used to do poetry. But like I said, I wasn't consistent with it. Mm -hmm. It really wasn't until like after like, basketball ended like so i'm gonna say in 2014 that's when i really started taking music serious like where i was like i'm for real put my all into this and and gonna make sure that it actually happens for me versus before that i would freestyle once in a while for fun and i remember people used to be like man like you could actually rap but i just didn't you know at the time i just didn't take it serious you know but i always loved hip-hop and i like poetry yeah that's ain't here me i I used to i love hip-hop but i never thought about making music at all and my my uh my homeboy he he basically family i've been knowing him forever was like man that's that's come up with a rap group i'm like man i don't know how to rap like <laughs> so uh what, what i would do is i would take somebody who people didn't really know i take their first bar and just build off of it and then that's how that's how i start rapping and and like real talk i didn't take it serious until my son was born i was like 19 i was young when i had my first son and i'm like What's the quickest way I can make a million dollars? I just thought about rapping like, eh, it's probably easy. It's not easy, though. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. It, it is a skill. Oh, yeah. It is definitely a skill. For sure, for sure, man. So um when was the when was the first time you kind of got cocky with it? Like, you know what? I'm I'm dope for real. Like, I'm nice. Um, <laughs> I mean, you about to say you know I, I would, you know I try I, I try to you know and I try to like I try to I try to always like take the humble route. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and like um, <laughs> you know like I mean of course like people I kind I kind of let I kind of let people. I mean, to a degree, yeah, you know, you got to know for yourself that you're good at it, you know. Um, but, like, I guess um, I'm a perfectionist, man. So, 
I don't know. Like I think I think like once I um once once like I started to like my stuff played next to a mainstream song. Yeah. That's that's when I that's when I you know and I would probably say maybe mm, what is it's 2020. I would say I was I would say man I uh, I would say about four, maybe about four years. I say about four years. I'm like okay like I I know the direction I I know the direction I want to go. Yeah. Uh, you know I know. I know, I know who my audience is. I know who I need to target. Yeah, like oh, like oh sixteen, oh sixteen is when I would say, yeah, like the years before that, I would say it was trial and error. I was still finding myself, finding my sound. Okay. And um, as I listen to some of that older stuff, I'm like, oh, I don't like yeah. it. No, like, <laughs> like when I listen to my stuff now, I'm like, okay, this is me. Yeah. You know, so I would say, I say about four years, okay. about four years for me. Same, same question for you, Jasper. Um. Well, I was I was gonna say adding on to what he just said. If I was to answer that question on my on my end when I first noticed like he was really dope, like nice with it, yeah. it was actually 2016. He dropped his freestyle, and I was like, oh my god, like this dude, like he had a voice where I was like, this could really like go somewhere. You know what I'm saying? He had the flow, like the production, all that. So I would say that that's crazy. He also said 2016. Um, okay, so for me. Man, I would say honestly, like it was before I took rap series. Okay. Like I remember 2013, I was like going these. I, man, I was kind of just, I wasn't focused. Yeah. I'll just say that I was not in my purpose and I wasn't focused. Okay. I thank God that He has refocused me and now my mind, like I'm in the right place, right? <laughs> and that time I wasn't really, I, I was still trying to find myself. Mm. But I remember I was going to different of these different events or parties, you know what I'm saying? Like house parties, whatever. Mm. And they somehow, some way, I would always end up rapping. Like they would put on a beat, and then everybody would start freestyling. Yeah. And you know, I I would start freestyling, and I'll never forget. It was one moment uh, specifically. Uh, we was in the basement. They had this little studio set up. Okay. And I had this. I uh, me and my friends used to just rap for fun. Yeah. And I did this freestyle, and I remember, like everybody, I never saw people. People they was drunk high, whatever, but they they were so focused yeah. on every word I was saying. Yeah. That's when I start realizing like dog, if they listening when I ain't even talking about nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I didn't have no substance in my music at that time. It was just trash. I mean not trash, but just like kind of just playing around rap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I remember in that moment I said to myself, Wow, like God has given me this gift, you know what I'm saying, where people they're going to listen when I, when I rap. Yeah. And so when I noticed that, like, I started being like, dang, like, I got to take this. Not only do I got to take it serious, but I got to make sure I'm putting something that really matters in my music. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In my songs and my lyrics. So that that was the first moment, though, when I realized, like, oh, I might actually have something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, uh, Throne just said that once he, he realized who his audience was and you said you putting, you know, passion to your music. At first, would you rapping to please people, or would you rapping always rapping? You know, saying what you felt and what you was going through. Because a lot of times we rap about stuff that we have no knowledge about, like drug dealing and stuff like that. Just because we hear on the radio, that's what all the people in the neighborhood are playing. So we playing into that role and being somebody that we really not. Like, did you yeah. did you find yourself when you first start rapping, kind of like like rapping a lie, or was it always your truth? That's a good question. Um. 
so okay so for me this kind of piggybacking off what i said about the whole going to these different parties and stuff mm-hmm. because i wasn't taking the rap serious at that time i was just rapping like what i knew people like to hear like so i took on this whole persona of like oh i'm this like little like time boy but hey i can you know what i'm saying like i could spit and i i still get dudes you know what i'm saying yeah. like it was just so dumb like it was but it was like imagine that yeah. but like with a whole bunch of just trash in between like so i'm talking about yeah i'm focused i'm talking about money this stuff that did not mean nothing to me now that was real short of a time because literally it only went on for a few months and i started realizing my god like yeah. i kind of had to get my mind right and then in 2014, the next year is when I was like, I'm going to start using this gift, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. taking it serious. Like, so yeah, you could say that. Yeah. That was a real short. You won't really find nothing like that in my music. Like, in terms of my old mixtapes, when I started taking it serious, all of it had substance. Okay. None of it was like trash or trying to pretend. Yeah. yeah. It was only in that moment those freestyles that I kind of did. Yeah, I remember watching something. I want to say it was Jay Z. The uh, when he had the Blackout album. He did a documentary and he was talking to somebody about how like they was too afraid to rap about what they was really going through because they wasn't mm-hmm. people was gonna, you know what I'm saying, take what they were saying in. So that's why wow. that's real. What about you, Throne? Um rapping a lie? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say um from nine from nine years old to eighteen. Yeah, yeah I would definitely uh Somebody want to call in the middle of this podcast. They out of pocket, man. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say, man, like when I was nine, I mean, you know, I was just a kid, man. So I mean, of course, I'm just I'm just rapping about I used to rap about dumb stuff though. I used to rap about uh like because I used to watch a lot of wrestling when I was, you know, when I was a kid. So I used to rap about, you know. Rock bottoming people Stone on the floor, and, you know, yeah, I Stone Cold Stunner you. You know, I I used to rap about stuff like that. You know, um, you know, and then, uh, yeah, when I yeah about eighteen, about eighteen is when I was like, all right, I'm a I'm gonna switch it up. You know, what I'm saying I'm gonna switch up what I talk about. Um, you know, I had decided, you know, I had decided to you know change my ways, man. I decided to, um, I wanted to, I wanted to walk a path, man. Uh, you know, I want to dedicate my life to God. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so I mean, I wanted to when I first, when I first, you know, like I got baptized and everything. I mean, I had strictly rapped about God. You know what I'm saying? Because I thought that's what I, I didn't think. I didn't think you could rap about. I didn't think you could rap about life. Yeah. Uh, you know, things like that. I thought it had to be strictly. Uh, yeah, strict, strictly, strictly Bible. You know, strictly church stuff. You know what I'm saying? And so. Um, but as I got older, I was like, wait a minute, you know, like, no, I can, I can still, I can still have my faith in God and I can talk, still talk about my story. I can still tell people my story. You know what I'm saying? I, I wanted to relate to people. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, everybody is not, um, I wouldn't even classify myself as religious. You know, I'm a man of faith, you know, but, um, everybody is not on that wavelength. You know what I'm saying? Of, of, uh, spiritual stuff you know what i'm saying like they you know so it's like i wanted to be able to communicate to you know a a, a broader spectrum of audience you know what i'm saying where it's like i ain't trying to preach at you like i'm just talking to you and relating to you so yeah yeah like it's funny you say that man and i would say that that, yeah yeah i was listening to um y'all uh y'all y'all what is it throne 
how y'all say it, the throne of uh, Freestyle Fridays or, or say it for me, man. I'm not missing it. From, from, yeah, yeah, from from the throne Fridays. Yeah. And then what y'all, because you had uh, the Unbreakable beat going on yesterday. And you said something that hit, like when you were talking about like looking at these bills and kind of like it can be frustrating sometimes when your bills ain't adding up with your bank account. <laughs> Right. And it's like right, you right. Be frustrated. So how like like your day to day and like y'all a couple, y'all married and stuff like that. Like how how important is it to hold each other down when you going through those type of problems, man? Because with me and my fiance, we hit rock bottom. I ain't gonna say rock bottom, but we hit a down part of our life like two years ago. Like everything was bad. My car got to an accident. We only had one car, two kids. My job ain't really paying me nothing. So sometimes that can mess with you. But if you got like the right partner, it make that bad situation a lot easier than somebody who don't really, you know what I'm saying, care for you for real. You you know, man, that was, man, that was all, that's always been like a foundational thing that I, I always wanted to, I always have wanted, before we got married, I always wanted somebody that could stay in the rain. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That that could, that could ride or die. You know what I'm saying? Like where, okay, like, it's going to be times like, if we got to sleep in the car, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, is you know, and I just keep it real. I keep it real, bro. Like it's been times where um we had situations where, bro, we 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 had jacked up situations at our living space where we had to go we had to go sleep at my studio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and so it's like and and um there are some you know there are some individuals that uh you know not every woman is like that, but there are some women out there that they complain about those kind of circumstances. Oh yeah. You know sure. and um. I just, I don't know. Like it was, it was just. Man, I'd have, I'd have forgot what your question is. No, bro. Just, just, <laughs> just how, how important it is to have that person to hold you down through those tough situations. Yeah. How? Yeah. How important? Yes. Yeah. It's. It's. Uh. Yeah. I mean, because if I'm if I'm like if I'm feeling jacked up yeah. at the moment, yeah. like. She she's able to she's able to help me pick myself back up, you know. And if she's if she's if she's jacked up about something, I'm able to help put things in perspective as well. So yeah. um, it's nothing like being a team, man. It's nothing oh, like yeah. being you know having that teammate, you know. To uh, when y'all when y'all got the same vision, mm -hmm. um, y'all know y'all both know that okay, look, trials is gonna come. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying, like. And we gotta, you know, we can't get away from them. They gonna come. Oh yeah, you know, that's so I realized, they do come. Man. We just gotta. That's why I realized, yeah. like when I when I decided, like man, you know, I got married this this girl that I'm with because it's like the worst times in my life was like it was still okay. You know what I'm saying? Because she makes yeah. me feel like okay, everything. I know it's messed up right now, but you know what I'm saying we gonna go through this to get through this together. And when you got a partner like that, it made the whole situation. I ain't gonna say easy, but a whole lot better than what it could be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, now UK Fire as a, as a, as, a, as a female like I had people on the show women I asked a question like cause me and my coworker was talking about how some guys are afraid to talk to women without making the right amount of money you know how are you as a woman like he said you, you know saying it's been times y'all y'all was at a low point but you were still you know saying holding it down with them like how is it as a woman when you get into a situation with a guy what were you looking for before getting with thrown was it a dollar bill or was it just somebody you felt you can grow with Man, it's just, yes, somebody that I knew that I could grow with, that we are growing together and that I truly believed in. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes what happens is women, some women will get with a man and they don't really believe in him. Yeah. Mm. They, they're focused more so on 
what they want him to be versus like recognize and see where he's at. Do you believe in where he's at? Like he may not be where he wants to be in general, but do you believe that he's genuinely like trying to strive for greater? You know what I'm saying? And if you believe that, then you ain't going to add burdens to what he's going through. You know what I'm saying? You're going to try to help him through that. And then it's like, it's tricky because I've seen both sides. I've seen some women that they will be become a burden for that man. And I've seen some women that they they kind of like be too, they just let, they don't even like I don't say let the man do whatever he wants, but they just don't really like he could be out running the street and he don't really have a vision. Yeah. And then you just still staying with him. I don't wanna I don't condone that either. You know what I'm saying? I think that it should be where if you if you know you're with somebody that genuinely wants to grow in life yeah. and they want to grow yeah. and they have a solid foundation in that then you're good yeah. because you know that they're not going to settle for less, even for themselves. You know what I'm saying? And so I want to add, I want to add two cents to what she said. Like okay. it reminds me like she, you know, she, she holds me accountable, yeah. you know? So I'm so like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm full, I'm a full-time producer. Mm-hmm. So if, if we, let's say we are at a low point or we see that, okay, dang, like we not really, dang money not coming in like that. Yeah. You know, her, her, you know, her attitude has always been, um, bringing more, bringing new ideas. Yeah, you know, like, well, this is what this is what we can do. Like, let's. How about we? How about we implement this into the studio? You know, uh, so that it can, you know what I'm saying? Like, bring bring more in. You know, there's been other there's been other women that just be like, they don't even offer the help. They just say like, well, you need to figure something out. Yeah, for sure. Figure something yeah. out to, you know, oh, yeah. bring the money in. <laughs> You know, she's yeah, she 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 she's not afraid to get her hands dirty. Yeah. You know, and so um yeah, so that's that's all I had to add. Yeah, man, because uh, yeah. as men, man, we need a good woman, man, because sometimes we we just be like, oh man, it's over, man. You know, <laughs> instead of looking at it on the flip side, where a woman <laughs> she, she gonna she gonna you know, we just need women in life, man, because even I see that with my basketball team, I'm coaching with a woman now with my cousin, and it's so much easier coaching with her because she all about just have everything right in the pose of another dude. Just like sometimes it's just better working with a woman, man. <laughs> yeah. So wow. how did you guys, how did you guys meet, man? Like where, where, where did you, where do y'all meet? How do y'all meet? What year was it? <laughs> Interesting story. Interesting story. I'm a, I'm a, okay. I'm a, uh, I'm gonna let her share one part of that. Uh, you could tell you could tell them about 2014. I tell them about 2016. Okay. Okay. So 2014, as as y'all remember, I mentioned earlier that that's when I officially started taking music serious. Now I was going to different events. One event, uh, particular, it was called the Parable, okay. and it was like a real faith faith based. It was a it was a Christian event, and uh, he was actually performing there. You know what I'm saying? He shared some music, and I didn't know him or anything like that, but. You know, I was like, man, this dude, he was, he was to me, like, just, he was just super dope. You know what I'm saying? And and I remember uh, I actually tried to look him up because I'm like, man, I want to find his music and all that type of stuff. Man, I don't know. I guess God was like, nope, this ain't the time. Don't do it because I couldn't find him nowhere. Like, he was like, he it was like he disappeared off the face of the earth after 2014. After that yeah, it seemed like, seem like we got a better connection now. All right, man, we all, we were going through a Teddy Riley moment, man. <laughs> Bruh. Man, so you say uh, the last that thing still I- wasn't as bad as Teddy Riley moment though. Yeah, so you say 2016, 2016. Yeah, 20, 2016, Um, 
she got introduced to me as a client at the studio. Um, and then after, you know, she was coming to the studio for a while, we started to just kick it outside the studio, you know, just, you know, okay, just on like, just really, really just on a bro and sis type tip, you know, and then yeah. we, um, we learned, man, we have so much in common. Um, and it was just like, it just organically happened, man. It organically happened where it was like, it was like I just started to develop a love for her, bro. You know, yeah. and um, and then it was we. I mean, the rest is just history. It's it's just like we just we just talked every day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We talked every day on the phone, and uh, yeah, it just it just happened, man. I can't even. Dang, we yeah, was, it just happened. <laughs> yeah, we was friends for sure. Like before, we wasn't even like looking at each other in that way. Um, but we was like, really, it's like, it got to a point where I was like, man, I think this is like my best friend. And yeah. it, it's crazy because I remember like the past relationship I was in before. Um, I think that I tried to jump the gun. Like I want to quickly like allow things to just, I want to get to this level when we wasn't, we didn't have a solid friendship. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so yeah. by the time I met a uh, girl, it was like, man. No, we, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm just focused on being his friend. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and that's it. And okay. that, that has really been huge for us in our marriage as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it's dope to see, like, I, I never had seen, like, a married couple that could rap and everything. Like, that was dope to see. Like, that was something whole, you know, different, whatever. I wish my girl could rap. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was real dope. But then, like, the, the one video that stood out for me, Cause that's like one of my favorite songs from a kid was that you know when y'all rapped over that Lucy Pearl beat man. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, we was we was we was watching Love and Basketball um, yep, yep. one day, and then yeah, and then the song came on at the end on the credits, and I looked at it. I'm like, dog, we gotta rap on this beat. Man, that was yeah, that, that was dope. That was, so like, as far as like y'all being a duo, is everything dropping is, is like a group project, or do y'all drop solo projects, or just Y'all just focus on each other. Um, I mean, pri primarily we doing the group stuff, but we do we do also do uh solo stuff as well. Okay, okay, okay. Then, like I said, are y'all guys are you guys looking to stay independent, or do you want a partnership, or how how do you see like the future if you had like an option? Um, I mean, it's it's if if the contract you know if the contract makes sense and it's and it's not and it's not raping us, then. Yeah. You know, we we would we would be cool with you know signing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if you know, I, I mean, we would definitely get a a, a lawyer to yeah. look over a contract with us to yeah. see like if it's good, if it's good or trash. You know, okay. um, so we we open it either or. Okay, I won't keep y'all too long, man. But like, do y'all feel like y'all y'all can get enough support from the city? Like, do you you feel like the city support enough local artists coming up without being like the popular artists? Um, you know, I, I'll say, I'll say this, bro. I, I would say, man, all you need is one, really, all you need is one prominent individual and they can, they can be from Detroit, one prominent individual to back you. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and, 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 you know, that can, that can catapult you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not really caught up on the numbers. I mean, I, I mean, you do need a certain following to, you know, keep the success. But as far as like trying to build so many followers to, you know, like trying to build the followers on my own, 
yeah. don't think we got to do that. I think I think that it can just take like you know somebody that is is prominent and they got and they got a large following already to just to 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 back you know to back that person to invest in that person what you know whatever it may be you know um, cool, 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 so that's cool. kind of that's kind of the vision you know the um the approach that you know we kind of have with it. And I, just to add on to that as well, I think it's important. I think I used to kind of get caught in that. Like, man, I feel like it's so hard to get the city of Detroit, uh, get the city of Detroit to believe me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I, I've come to realize, yeah, if you can win in Detroit, you can win anywhere. Sure. And it's not that. Um, it. I feel like you as an artist, though, what you can't do, you can't get focused on so much or trying to get people to support you. Mm. You have to more so have the mentality of giving. You know what I'm saying? Even as an artist, like if you have a mentality where no, I'm I'm giving you something. Even the music that I make is to inspire you. You know what I'm saying? It's to help you, it's to encourage you. And then even the way I uh, the way I handle myself is all about giving. Not what can I get out of something, a situation, but it's more so what can I do to help add value somebody else. If you had that mentality, you can put yourself in a position where people will want to be connected to you. And eventually, you know, like uh, Throne said. You will have those backings, or even if it's one person backing you on a on a higher level, you know what I'm saying. But I think you know, as an artist, that that it has to be the focus. Just focus on perfecting your craft and at, and giving when you can. Give to others, help others, impact those that you come in contact with. For sure, for sure. And uh, I guess the last topic we we touch on is that I see you guys have a um a podcast y'all y'all been doing yourself as far as it's called Artist to Artist. Yeah. What, yeah. What was, uh, you know, what made you guys want to get into that? Was it like this whole, was it the Corona being at home or did y'all do it before that? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely the Corona. It was like, <laughs> man, we got to, we got to figure out, you know, you know, it, it, start, it started as her idea, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And, um, it, and it was like, you know, doing the first, doing the first one, we was like, okay, let's, Let's you know, let's let's keep doing this because we we all we all about connecting with you know and, and socializing you know with people and embracing other artists. You know what I'm saying? Like we, you know, we like to we like to try to really the whole thing is about celebrating others. So when yeah. we bring when we bring them on, man, we we celebrating them like you know, hey, we love what you do. Like we artists as well, and you know we, and no, you know, like we we willing to still celebrate another artist. You know what right. I'm saying? Even instead of competing with them. You right, know, so right. that's we can help each other yeah. to grow and to be. Oh yeah. oh yeah, for sure. This like so we appreciate you letting us on your platform. Oh yeah, we gonna definitely sure. make sure we interview you as well. Oh yeah, is this something y'all gonna do after this whole virus thing is over with? Like y'all gonna keep this up? Is something y'all like doing? I mean, most likely. Yeah, yeah. probably, probably yeah, so. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, we think we Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, hey, if y'all want to bring me on, man, I'm definitely down with it for real. Yeah, let's let's oh, uh sure. let's let's set it up. Let's set it up, brother. We uh, you know, we 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 pick a day, pick a day that works for everybody, and, and we'll make it happen. Okay, cool. And give the people, man, where can they find you on social media? Where can they find your music, your YouTube, everything? Okay, you you know that a little better. Yeah. So, so on YouTube, uh, on YouTube, you can type in "From the Throne." It's really best for you to type in "From the Throne K Fire." I know it's gonna sound kind of long. But it's not going to come up if you just type in From the Throne. So if you're looking for us as a group, you need to type in From the Throne, K-Fire, which is K-F-I-R-E. From the Throne is spelled regular, From the Throne, like a king's throne. Yep. And then put K-Fire. And you'll see our From the Throne Fridays. Make sure you subscribe. If you want to check us out on 
any platforms uh, or on any, um, like on Spotify, just type in From the Throne, uh, Apple, uh, Tidal, everything. We're on there. Just type in From the Throne. We have one single out right now uh, that's been out for a little bit. It's called Affliction. And we're working on some uh, new music uh, EP uh, as well. So, um, so yeah, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, From the Throne, ENT. On social media, it's From the Throne, ENT. Cool, cool. And we well, like I told you, guys, just be on everything that you can listen to uh, podcasts, um, radio, if it's Spotify, if it's uh, Apple Podcasts, it'll be up on there probably tomorrow morning. And YouTube as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because my uncle, right. he, he, my producer does everything on his end as far as, like, you know, putting everything out for people to watch. So once I'm done with that, I make sure I send you guys the link so you can go ahead and share it as well. Man, please okay. do. We, pre we appreciate you, bro. I mean, Thank I appreciate y'all too, man. Hey, man, keep making good music. Keep being, you know what I'm saying, being who y'all are and stay safe out here, man. Hey, you, you too, too, boss. Bro. All right, man, have a good one. All right, you too. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or your company are looking to jump into the podcast world, now is the time. The Plug Agency is here to connect you to the full power of podcasting. You just record and leave the rest to us. The people are listening and want to hear from you. Theplug-agency.com. That's theplug-agency.com. Click the link in the episode description for an exclusive offer.